My name is Reverend Emilia Sarah the lead pastor of Purple Fire Online Ministry. Tonight, by the special grace of the Almighty God, I have a word date with you. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 8, that the Lord sent a word to Jacob and it lighted Israel. This evening, I'm going to have a word date with you. I'm going to discuss about issues pertaining to the kingdom of God. But the title of my message that I prepared for you today is spiritual growth or spiritual maturity. Spiritual growth or spiritual maturity. Somebody may ask that why spiritual growth or why spiritual maturity? I think that we are in the dispensation and we are in the time that believers will understand that spiritual growth and spiritual maturity is essential in our walk with God. But somebody may ask, man of God, what is the meaning of spiritual growth or spiritual maturity? Spiritual growth or spiritual maturity is Best explained as your ability to understand scriptures from God's point of view through the interpretation of the Holy Spirit and enforcing these scriptures to manifest greatly in your life as a Christian without compromising with biblical standards and values. Quickly, turn your Bible with me. To 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 to 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 to 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 to 2. Libado grihasita lama subiatara. Brahasita sita lama kosia. Zigili aduri atini akuri asita. Girahasita lama subiatara. First Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Thus see the word of the Lord. The Bible says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto canal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hither ye were not able to bear, neither yet now able, now are ye able. This is Paul, an apostle of God, speaking to Christians or believers, that he, Paul, wanted to speak to them as mature believers, as most ministers in our dispensation and in our generation would like, would like to speak to Christians and believers in, 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 in a matured way or in a matured manner. But one thing that they have experienced or they have seen or personally I have seen is it's difficult for believers to grow up, to mature. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 5 verses 12 to 14. Hebrews chapter 5 verses 12 to 14. I want to use the scriptures to interpret scriptures 
for you to understand our topic. I want to use scriptures to interpret scriptures for you to understand the topic. To First Corinthians chapter five, sorry, Hebrews chapter five, Hebrews chapter five, verses twelve, Hebrews chapter five, verses twelve to fourteen. I'm reading the King James version. The King James version. It says, For when the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again. He says, This is the time as a believer you have been in, in, in church for 30 years, for 10 years, for 15 years, for 5 years. Paul is trying to, trying to say to believers that this is a time that you should be teaching others. I continue. That ye have need that one teach you again. But most of us, or most of them, or most of these people that I'm going to talk about, are, are still they still need, or they still have need that men of God will continue to teach them. But it doesn't work like that. I continue. Which be the first principles of the oracles of God. And are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Paul is trying to make sense here. He's trying to build a point here. But I would like to end for you to understand the point that Paul is trying to build here. Verses 13, he says, For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. One of the things that I've experienced over our descent in the body of Christ is difficult for especially our generation to understand and practice the doctrine of righteousness. Why? Because they are babes. They keep, they are, they are, they keep feeding themselves with milk. And I'm going to explain what milk doctrine is. Let's go to the next verse. That is the the, the verse 14 says, But strong meat belongeth to them that are full of age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Quickly, I want to use um, a really amplified version of that particular verse. Starting from the verses 13 to 14. I want to break it down for you to understand. I want to break it into smaller molecules for you to be able to I mean, take it and process it. The amplified version says, verse 13 says, For everyone who continues to feed on milk is obviously inexperienced and unskilled in the doctrine of righteousness, like I said before. If you allow yourself to be fed with no doctrine, it will be very difficult to practice righteousness. Of conformity in the divine will and in, in purpose, thought and action. For he is a mere infant, not able to talk yet. This is Paul trying to talk to believers. He said, those who keep feeding themselves with milk. They are infants. And they are not able to talk yet. The verses 14, he says, But solid food is for full-grown men. 
for those whose senses and mental faculties are trained by practice to discriminate and distinguish between what is morally good and noble, not what is right. What is morally good and noble? There are certain things that are right in the, in the eyes of believers. There are other things that are morally good and noble in the sight of God. You got to understand that the heavens systems of judging is different from the earth system of judging. What God may see concerning certain people in the kingdom of God or in his in, 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 in the church or in the body of Christ is, is much different than what other members will discern or understand. So if you keep being fed with milk, then it will be very difficult for you to do what? To distinguish between what is morally good and noble and what is evil. And contrary, other to divine or human law. But quickly, I want to explain certain things to you. By revelation, by revelation, there are four types of doctrines. By revelation, there are four types of doctrines. The first doctrine which I was explaining is the milk doctrine. The milk doctrine. The milk doctrine. The second doctrine is the meat doctrine. The meat doctrine. The third one is a strong and tough doctrine. Strong and tough meat doctrine. Sorry. Strong and tough meat doctrine. Strong and tough meat doctrine. The fourth one is wine doctrine. The wine doctrine. I want to explain further for you to understand it very well. So take it in one after the other. We started from the milk doctrine. Like I said earlier, the milk doctrine is the principles of the doctrine of Christ. It is the principles of the doctrine of Christ. The milk doctrine is the foundation of Christianity, of Christian, of every Christian. The milk doctrine is the foundation of Christianity or the foundation of every Christian. But to dive deep, to explain further for you to understand, turn your Bible with me to Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 to 2. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 to 2. This is Paul still explaining what a spiritual babe is and what milk doctrine is. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 to 2. He said, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, like I said earlier, let us go unto perfection. Let us go on unto perfection. Not lame. Again, the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith towards God. Verse 2, it says, Of the doctrine of, of, of baptism and of laying on of hands and of resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. What is Paul, the apostle, trying to 
Bilgia pertaining to the doctrine of milk. Paul is trying to give us examples. Examples of, of, of certain topics embedded in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 to 2. Which can be a typical example, which can be what they call what can fall under the umbrella of the milk doctrine. He's giving us certain examples. And I'm going to use these examples that Paul gave us in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 to 2, to explain what milk doctrine is to you. The first thing that he mentioned in Hebrews chapter 1 was the repentance from dead works. These are foundations. They are the foundation of every Christianity. The second one is faith. 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 These are a topic which is being, I'm not saying that faith is not good for a minister to preach, but if a minister keep on talking about faith, 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 faith. These are the foundations. These are the foundations of Christianity. Then, the third one, that is the doctrine of baptism. The doctrine of baptism. Baptism by immersion of water. Baptism by immersion of water. That is what I'm talking about. Then the fourth one is laying on of hands. Laying on of hands. Rakudibisi Laying on of hands. The fifth one is resurrection of the dead. Resurrection of the dead. Resurrection of the dead. The sixth one is eternal judgment. Eternal judgment. Eternal judgment. So these are some of the examples that Paul used. And I coined these examples from Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 to 2, to explain what a milk doctrine actually is in the body of Christ. If you are being fed continually with this particular doctrine, then you are still a baby. You are still a baby in Christ. You need to mature up. You need to grow up. Quickly, let's go to the second one, which I'm going to explain to you. That is the milk, the, 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 the meat doctrine, sorry. The meat doctrine. The first one that we dealt with was, what I dealt with was the milk doctrine. The second one is the meat doctrine. The meat doctrine. What is the meat doctrine? Somebody may ask. Man of God, what is the meat doctrine? A meat doctrine or meat doctrine are the unseen, untouched, but can be experienced. By an individual as the alive and active word of God, made manifest by the Spirit of the Living God. That is the Holy Ghost. The meat doctrine are the unseen. You cannot see. Untouched. You cannot touch. But can be experienced by individuals as the alive and active word of God, made manifest by His Spirit. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12. Verses 12. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12. I read. He said, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And of joint and marrow, and is a descender of the thoughts and intent of the heart. This 
is a mixed doctrine. Why does it fall under the umbrella of the mixed doctrine? What actually did Paul mean when he um, applied this particular verse as it should be under the mixed doctrine? For instance, it's quite very difficult for you to understand that the word of God is quick. The word of God is quick, beloved. The word of God is quick. quick. Man of God, the word of God is quick. Daughter of, Zach, daughter of the living God, the, the, the word of God is quick. And it says, it is powerful. It is powerful. That is why I said earlier that in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 8, he said, the Lord sent the word unto Jacob, into the life of Jacob, and it lighted his right. It's lighted his right. The word of God is actually the practical manifestation of God working for you. Is that the word of God is great and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. I don't know if you have come across a two-edged sword. But if you go to the kitchen and you go and see or you pick up a kitchen knife, just picture this. Have this mental picture of the knife having a two-edge. Whereby you can use the other edge, that is the left edge, and the right edge. That is how the word of God is. It is quick, powerful. Than any two-edged sword. Than any two-edged sword. The mystery of two-edged sword is you can use it in any dimension and in any angle. You can use it in any dimension and in any angle. And this is the word of God. Pierces even to the, the divine ascender of the soul and spirit. Let me give you this example. For instance, you go to church. Then the preacher man is preaching on the pulpit, and as he's preaching on the pulpit, an unbeliever or a believer will be touched by this message, and all of a sudden, he or she will be, begin to weep uncontrollably, and nobody can control him or her. This is the practical manifestation of the word of God that has actually divided the sender, his spirit, and his soul. This is the practical manifestation of the word of God dividing the spirit of such a believer and the soul. This tells you that the word of God is so powerful. That makes it a very that that, that makes it a meat doctrine because it's not everybody that believes in the word of God. Yes, of course, people call scriptures left, right, and back. They call scripture, but they actually don't believe in the scriptures. It's a main doctrine and you have to believe in it. You've got to believe in the word of God. Then, Paul further says something. He said, it does not only divide a center, the spirit and the soul, but it also divides the joint marrow, the joint and the marrow. If you have been in the medical field, you understand this very well. The joint and the marrow of a, of, 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 of a human how possible can the word of God divide it? that is what Paul is trying to tell believers that's it have experienced the word of God and it can divide the joint and marrow of a believer provided you can use it very very well it will divide the joint and marrow then if you further say something is it, it is a descender of thoughts it is a descender of thoughts it is a descender of thoughts it is a descender of thought. 
it is a descender of thought and intent of the heart. It is a descender of thought and the intent of the heart. So those of you, or those who are very good and skillful in using the word of God, they can just look at you or look at certain situation and they can tell you what is actually happening in that particular situation. For instance, in a COVID season, most men of God can actually descend and tell you what is actually behind the scenes. What is happening behind the, 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 in the spiritual realm or in the spiritual realms? The word of God empowers believers to descend. What is descending? Somebody may ask a man of God, what is descending? In the book of Corinthians, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit releases certain giftings or certain gifts. And one of the gifts is the gift of discernment. The gift of discernment. There are nine giftings of the Holy Spirit. We have the faith, the power. We have um, the interpretation of tongues. We have tongues. Um, we have word of wisdom, word of knowledge. And we have the discernment of spirit. What is the purpose of discernment of spirit? It enables your, 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 your spiritual eyes and your, your understanding. It empowers your understanding for you to discern what is behind certain situations when it happens in life. When it happens in life. For instance, let me come to healing, which is also part of the giftings. Healing. For instance, if somebody is sick and the person goes to the hospital, the person explains his or her situation to his or her doctor. Then the doctor will um, assess the information being given by what they call it, the, the patient. Then he will tell the patient, or she will tell the patient that you are sick of this particular disease or sickness. The doctor, by the reason of listening to what actually the um, patient is saying, will descend and tell the patient that this is what is actually worrying her. Or she is suffering from. That is the same way. If you are able to understand the word, the word of God very well, you will be able to descend. So it all falls under the meat doctrine. It all falls under the meat doctrine. Moving on to the, the third one, that is defining strong and tough meat doctrine. Strong and tough meat doctrine. Strong and tough meat doctrine is defined. As exposition of allegorical, scriptural history, setting forth heavenly mysteries and revelations, setting forth heavenly mysteries, heavenly mysteries and revelations. What that strong and tough meat actually means, it stands to reason that, according to the explanation I have given, it decodes or it 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 withholds deep insights meat and strong doctrine withholds deep insight in the body of Christ or within the, the context of scriptures deep insight it also empowers or it demystifies mysteries when you understand that part of the doctrine it demystifies mysteries that a natural mind cannot process then, somebody may ask me, man of God, what is the meaning of allegorical? What is the meaning of allegorical? Allegorical is a story. Well, 
or picture that can be interpreted to reveal a hidden meaning. Allegorical is a picture that can be interpreted to reveal a hidden meaning. To reveal a hidden meaning. So every hidden meaning of deep incited messages is under Kaduri Hasidi Atarabasaya. It is under it is under the umbrella of strong and tough doctrine. Of strong and tough doctrine. Quickly turn your Bible with me to Hebrews chapter 5, verses 14. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 14. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 14. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 14, it says, But strong meat belonging to them that are of that are of full age. So for you to understand these coded languages and mysteries and hidden secrets in the, in the scriptures, you need to be full of age. You need to be, you need to be matured in the spirit. You need to be matured in the spirit. You can't be a spiritual babe to understand this. I'm going to give you certain examples and why these examples fall under the, the strong and tough meat doctrine because if you are not full of age, it may confuse you. Since you are unskillful, it may confuse you. And you might even doubt it. For instance, for instance, a topic like scriptural history, scriptural history, scriptural history can confuse you. I'm going to pinpoint it and later on explain it to you further. Giving you some of the topics, yeah. As, as an example, I gathered just to enlighten you concerning meat and tough doctrine. Meat and tough doctrine. The first one is history, script, sorry, scriptural history, scriptural history, scriptural history. I will explain it further for you to understand. The second one is the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. I will explain that as well. The third one is the great tribulation. The great tribulation. The fourth one is the great white throne judgment. The great white throne judgment. The fifth one is the 1,000 reign with our Lord Jesus Christ. The 1,000 reign with our Lord Jesus Christ. And the seventh one is the new Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem. So I will explain the first, the second, the third, the fourth, and the fifth and the sixth will be in our next session of study. So quickly, let me start with the first one. That is scriptural history. Scriptural history. Scriptural history. I'm going to use Hebrews chapter 5, verses 1 to 11 to explain scriptural history. For you to understand and why it falls under the tough and the strong doctrine. So Hebrews chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. Hebrews chapter 5, verses 1 to 11. The Bible says, For every high priest taken from among men is ordained of men in things pertaining to God, that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Who can have compassion on the ignorant, 
on them that are out of the way, for that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. And by reason hereof he ought, as for the people, so also for himself, to offer for sins. And no man thinketh this honor unto him, but he that is called of God, as was Aaron. Verse 5, I read. So also Christ glorified not himself to be made an high priest. Libra hasitaladahana. Kupalamadus ibrehetes. Zikrahatosa mahatuliata. But he that said unto him, Thou art my son, Ibalukri hatori asataya. Kutela masuntaya. Kutela this. He said, Thou art my son. Today have I begotten him. As he said also in another place, Thou art a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplication with strong crying and tears, Mikrohosidia Talama soul, Ibeli Hato Krahasa, Bili Hatasaki Hatemisi, Break Seriasas. Who in the day, Hebrews chapter 5 verse 7, who in the days, of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with strong crying and tears unto him that was able to save him from death and was heard in that he feared. Verse 8 Though he was a son, yet learned the obedience by the things he suffered. And being made perfect, he became. The altar of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him. Call of God as high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Verse 11, I end there. Of whom we have many things to say and have to be uttered, seeing are of God fearing. For instance, I'm explaining scriptural history. For instance, a priest like Melchizedek. A careful exam examination of the context will inform you that one form of strong, tough, mixed doctrine, which is only fit for grown Christians, is the exposition of scriptural history. So when you come across scriptural history, it's part of strong and tough doctrine. Because you and I were not there when it actually happened in the days, or it happened in the biblical days. Paul the apostle was about to show that Melchizedek was a type of Jesus, who as a priest is without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days no end of years but is a priest forever according to the power of an endless life so how do I explain to you as in the case of Paul the apostle explaining to the, the church in Hebrews that Jesus Christ was a kind of or a form of a priest by the name Melchizedek and how do you explain that to a baby in Christ? You've got to understand that Melchizedek 
was one of the proofs that the Bible never gave us a vivid explanation. It never gave us a vivid account of Melchizedek. There was no much more account of Melchizedek except that Abraham paid his tithes to him. There was no much a vivid account. He just passed through the Bible. We never know his beginning. We never know his end. In the same way that uh, we never know the beginning of Elijah. All we read in the Bible, in the book of Kings, was an Elijah the Tishbite. An Elijah the Tishbite. We never know the beginning of Elijah, but we read the ending of Elijah, that he was carried away into the spirit. The name of the mother, the, 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 the name of the mother of Elijah was not mentioned. The father was not mentioned. We never knew anything concerning the siblings. There was nothing like that. So that tells you how do we explain that to you for your natural senses or reasoning to understand that Jesus Christ was kind of or was was made manifest in a form of um, Melchizedek. These are tough doctrines. They are very tough doctrines. You need to take your time. You have to rip it off, process it for you to understand. Moving on to the second one, that is the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Beloved, Christ is coming again. Beloved, Christ is coming again. We believe in the second coming of Christ. His return from heaven will be personal. Billy Madus, Kregeseti, Krohosu, Kohasi. It shall be personal, visible, and glorious. A blessed hope for which we should constantly watch and dream. Beloved, one thing that I will tell you is Christ is coming back again. Let me use an encounter I had or the consistent encounter I've been having to explain this particular doctrine to you. Uh, I stand to be corrected. As a man of God, I stand to be corrected with humility. But I want to speak on authority that I have had numerous kinds of encounters numerous kinds of encounters. I've had encounters with different kinds of angels, dimensions, and, 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 and ranking different ranks of different kinds of angels. And I have an encounter with the, the what do you call it? The generals. I mean the generals that we came to read about them. I've had an encounter with them so many times. But there was one particular encounter I have been consistently having that it blows my mind. That I, I will never trade anything on F4. That is an encounter I had with the Trinity. I normally hear men of God saying that uh, I had an encounter with the Holy Ghost. I saw the Holy Spirit. Uh, I normally hear them that, uh, well, I, I saw the Lord speaking to me. Or I heard the Lord speaking to me. As Isaiah and Jeremiah and the prophet of the Olds used to say, or they wrote in their books. Somebody will also say that I, I had an encounter with Christ Jesus. Or I saw the cross of Christ. And they just use it to explain something. But I'm telling you an authority that I, I, I'm yet to know we're here. Any man of God who will tell me that I, I, man of God, I actually had an encounter with the Trinity. But I'm speaking to you on authority. I had an encounter with the Trinity. What does it mean to have an encounter with the Trinity? This is it. I was carried away in the spirit and I was brought before God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit at a particular place at the same time 
highly met or meet them one after the other. I met them whilst they were, the three of them were sitting. And graciously and humility, I was given a, a seat to set up a poor. And I was being taught concerning matters of, history, of, of ministry. That is why personally, I don't, do, I don't do anything out of my flesh or my emotions. I move by the Spirit as a spiritual movement. Because that is what I was taught. Most of the messages I preach, 90% of them, I, I get my messages from the Spirit. I sit down with the Trinity. They teach me things pertaining to the kingdom. They give me mysteries to explain in my, in, in my teachings and in my ministration. I have met them. I have had an encounter with them. And I'm telling you this, that Christ is coming again. He said to me, he said, son, tell my people that I'm coming again. He said, I'm coming again. He said, it doesn't matter what had happened. He said, tell my people that I'm coming again. And I will come as a thief. He said, I will come as a thief. If you have not changed your ways and you are still a sinner watching this video, I'm speaking to you that Christ is coming again. And if, even if he doesn't come, you may go and meet him. You may go and meet him. The Bible says that it is appointed to man to die. After that, there is judgment. So there is a sure word from Christ Jesus, and even a written word that even if he doesn't come in your dispensation whilst you are alive, you will die to meet him. You will die to meet him. So back to what I'm explaining. That is the second coming of Christ. The second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It also falls under the top and the meat doctrine. These things that I'm telling you, they are highly spiritual. You, you need a spiritual understanding. You need to connect to your source. That is the Spirit of God or the Holy Ghost to explain it to you. Other than that, you will never understand. You will never understand. Your carnal mind or your your natural mind cannot process what I'm telling you. So I'm going to use or I use Titus chapter 2 verses 13 as my reference. Titus chapter 2 verses 13. Just if you have your Bible, just open to Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2 verses 13. I read. I read. That says yes, the Lord. Is it looking for that blessed hope? And the glorious appearance of the great God, La Talamabus, and our Savior Jesus Christ, and our Savior Jesus Christ. Then also move to the next one, that is Revelation chapter one verse seven. 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 Quickly, it says, "Behold, He cometh." With clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall will because of him. Even so, amen. This tells you, or this confirms what I was trying to tell you, or what I was telling you concerning the encounter I had with a Trinity and the message Christ gave to me. God the Father had a message for me, it's personal. The Holy Spirit had a message for me, it's personal. But the Son, that is Christ Jesus message that he gave to me. He says, tell the people that I'm coming. They tell them that I'm coming. It's not personal. It is a general. 
You are told them that I'm coming. And I'm telling you that if you are still living a sinful life, may God graciously locate you. May the Spirit of the living God locate you and deliver you from what you have been experiencing in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I command your release from every sinful activities in the name of Jesus. I'm moving on to the third one. That is the great tribulation. The great tribulation. It also falls under the umbrella. It also falls under the umbrella of tough and meat doctrine. Of tough and meat doctrine. According to the biblical explanation, it is recorded before, it is recorded aforetime that Christians or mankind who will miss the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, that is rapture, will go through an affliction of torture and pain for a given period of time by God. If they are able to withstand these torture, then they stand to have a chance to enter into the kingdom of God. But that will not be easy. That certain scripture references let's go to Matthew chapter 24 verses 21 to 22 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 I read for then shall the great tribulation, such as, such as not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor ever shall be. Mercy thou, Lord. Verse 22. And except those days should be short ended, there should no flesh be saved. But for elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. The writer of Matthew was giving us a vivid account concerning the great tribulation. And he said that it wouldn't be easy. It wouldn't be easy. Let's go to um, Revelation chapter 7, verse 13 to 14. Revelation chapter 7, verse 13 to 14. As I bring the curtain down, Revelation chapter 7, verse, verse 13 to 14. Revelation chapter 7, verse 13 to 14. As I bring the curtains down. Revelation chapter 7, verses 13 to 14. So I bring the curtain down on this particular message. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, down the way. And he said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made white in the lamb in the blood of the lamb and they have washed their robes and made white in the blood of the lamb you get to understand that every believer has a robe what is the color of the robe is it pale is it dirty is it white as mine is it pale? 
Is it dirty? Is it wired as mine? These people or these believers who couldn't make it at the second coming of Christ or at the second time Christ came on earth, they had to go through the great tribulation whereby they were tortured. They were tortured greatly. That is why it's it's, it's titled Great Tribulation. To the extent that their robes, which were dirty, were being washed in the blood at the expense of their torture. Child of God, I think this is the time you have to receive Christ. This is the time you have to receive Christ. This is the time you have to receive Christ. If you are still in your sinful life, I am giving you a word of caution. Christ can come at any time. I am giving you a word of caution. Christ Jesus can come at any time. Or you can die at any time. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. But I want to sign out on, the, on this particular message and continue the rest. That is the great um, white throne judgment and the last doctrine. That is the wine doctrine. Another time. Another time. But let me pray with you. 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 Wherever you are, I pray for you right now. Zikra hasidi hatala babus. Bili adungi hatili asudi atalabas. Ibeli akrehesita makundi hataya. Ipalagadis klehetes hataya. Palugiri hatus iba hatalaba. Palugiri atosabala wata. Kontalama dus grehetes. Ipalagra hasataini hatus. Whatever that has limited you in the body of Christ pertaining to the doctrine of Christ Jesus. I pray right now in your understanding. Let that limitation break, 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 break in the name of Jesus. Anything that has been a limitation, either the, the church you attend, that is not preaching the full gospel. I pray right now that let the Holy Spirit lead you to another church in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the Holy Ghost lead you to another church in the mighty name of Jesus. Any limitation that is upon the man of God. That is not causing him to preach the actual message. But keep on feeding you with milk. We pray and we ask for mercy to locate the man of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, let mercy locate the man of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, let mercy locate the man of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. Child of God, I pray for you. That you have another dimension. Another encounter with the Holy Spirit. From this particular hour, this particular minute. Whatever that has been your weakness. Man of God, prophet of God, any masturbation that has been your wicked, prophet of God, I pray for you that receive deliverance. I see prophetical, I see a prophet watching this video. But the Lord says, I should tell you that you have a weakness. The Lord, the Spirit of the Lord is telling me that I should tell you that that weakness of yours, he has seen. I pray that he extend mercy and grace and deliver you from that your weakness. The spirit of masturbation is, is battling with you. I pray for you that you will be delivered from masturbation in the mighty name of Jesus. I see a, la a lady, a lady that you are being, it, it, it looks like your friends are pushing you into lesbianism. I command your release from the, the, the grip of lesbianism in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name. I see a group of women, ladies, men. I see they are young. In, 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 they are very young. Prophetically, I see them. And they are battling with immorality. Sexual immorality, it, 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 is, it, is, it is worse in our generation. It is a pity. It's so sad. 
and I see men like mine, men, men who have sketched and all that they are doing, they are wasting their life on women. They are wasting their life. Child of God, you have to be pure. You have to be pure. But I pray for you right now that the Spirit of the Lord will deliver you. Any family pattern, any generational curses, any lustful thoughts, lustful movies that are being infused, any attack from social media, lustful attack, lustful videos, and lustful pictures, naked pictures of women. I see a guy looking at naked pictures of women on Instagram. I pray for you that let the Spirit of the Lord deliver you now. In the mighty name of Jesus, let the Spirit of God deliver you now. I command your release. The devil will not have you. Hell is in trouble. The devil will not have you. Hell is in trouble. The devil will not have you. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Spiritually, I see a lady with a little bit of few ties. You have pain in your left, what do you call it, knee. I pray for you right now. In the name of Jesus, receive your healing. 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 In the mighty name of Jesus, receive your healing. In the mighty name of Jesus, I see a lady, very fair lady, very beautiful lady. Your 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 baby is sick. Your baby is sick, and your husband is worried. You, don't, you guys don't know. There is a man. There is a man. I see prophetically that you are contemplating. You are contemplating whether to have suicide. You are contemplating about suicide. I pray for you. Now let the spirit of suicide deliver you. Release it. Release it now. In the mighty name. Release it now. Yes. You are free. Let that change of suicidal thoughts binding your mind. Break in the name of Jesus. Break in the name of Jesus. Break in the name of Thank you, Spirit of the Living God. Thank you. There is a lady that <laughs> prophetically, that is what I see, prophetically, there is um, a leg chain on your left leg or your, your ankle. Prophetically, the devil has used us as, as, as a yastic to, 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 to delay you in the spirit. There are heavy chains. Those things that you see on your leg is, is not an ordinary chain on your ankle. But prophetically, I see that that chain, there, it, has, it, it has been spiritually, it has been turned to a, a huge chain that is tying down in, in your life. That you can't proceed. And you have been delayed. And you keep on praying about certain things. But one thing that I see you praying about is one, marriage and finances. But I pray that let that change break, break, break. And if you will take my counsel, break in the name of Jesus. And if you will take my counsel to remove those things, it will be a blessing to you. It will be a blessing to you. The Bible says that we are used, that God has used the fullest things of the world to confirm the word. So the devil can also use those strategies. The, the devil knows the Bible. can use that strategy to just block you from accessing certain blessings in your life. There is a lady you are watching. You have a marine spirit. And you are spiritually, you are a snake. Spiritually, you are a snake. I pray that let the spirit of the Lord have mercy upon you and deliver you. Let the Spirit of the Lord have mercy upon you and deliver you. Let the Spirit of the Lord have mercy upon you and deliver you in the name of Jesus. Now, I pray right now that let the secret heaven, let the secret room of heaven that is withholding finances 
for the children of God be released. I release it unto you. Those that are praying for finances, I pray that let money be released. Let money be released. In the next some of you will we'll receive money in the next 24 hours, others 48 hours, in the next three days, some after one week. I pray for you right now in the name of Jesus. I channel money. I pray for you that let money locate you now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let money locate you now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let money locate you now. And those who are worried in the spirit. Who are worried in the spirit. Those who are worried in the spirit. And don't know what to do. I pray for you that let the spirit of the Lord rejuvenate you. Rejuvenate you. Rejuvenate you. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive strength. In the mighty name of Jesus. Receive strength. In the mighty name of Jesus. Receive strength. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want to sign up here. Father, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. For you are the King of Kings and the Lord of all. We bless you, Abba Father. For such a message. We give you all the glory. And all the praise. We pray that may you give us another opportunity to minister to your people. And let your people understand your word. In the next season of the word. Date. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you very much for watching this video. Once again, my name is Reverend Ebenezer Asaria Shumani, lead pastor of Purple Fire Online Ministry. If you want to connect to me, you can see all the social media handles under this particular video. You can connect, send me a message, send me your prayer point. I mean, connect, talk to me. And whatever the Lord will minister to me, I can help you with it. God bless you. And see you another time.